Well, hi everybody, and um, well, welcome to uh, another Speedway podcast. Um, the season 2022 is is almost upon us, Speedway fans. Oh, the winter has been far too long for some of us, especially down at Foxhall Stadium. When it seems to be forever. I mean, the Peterborough Panthers uh, season probably their, their break hasn't been so long, but here at Ipswich, it's been a little bit of a while. But anyway, that's 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 all gone, and that's 2021 out of the way. We're looking forward to 2022, and uh, I'm joined by a fantastic guest here, a man who has always got time for for myself, the media, and 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 of course, very much Ipswich Speedway and Speedway in general, because he's now a director on the BSPA. So um, he's a man who knows he's got his finger on the pulse. Um, I'm going to say a former World Under-21 champion. That's so long ago now, I can't even believe I'm saying oh, it. You were doing quite well till then. But he is, certainly is. He's a top man, former Grand Prix. Of course, we all know Chris Louis, um, promoter at Ipswich Speedway. And we're going to chat a little bit about Speedway in general, Ipswich Witches, and yeah, and the sport in general. Um, so I hope you enjoy the next half an hour, 45 minutes or so of talking to Chris. The season's almost upon us. And um, well, I would say the sun is, well, the sun is actually shining today. It but Ahead of, of, of storm this and storm that, um, we still seem a little bit away from those um, those chilly dog nights at Foxhall Stadium. Um, looking forward to that again. But uh, anyway, Chris, welcome. How are you? I'm very well, Mike. Very well, thank you. And um, yeah, I'm looking out my office window. The sun is shining. The wind is, uh, has been blown, but it's not now. So we're not far away. I can sense it. And nice to see a dart board in the background there, Chris. I did a little bit of darts. Is it one of your favourite sports or is it, uh, is it something you're any good um, I don't know if it's one of my favourites. I, I don't mind following it. Um, it. It's really there just so I can give Danny King a hammering um, mm. every now and again. He thinks he's good, him and Richie. Mm. So, uh, yeah, just, just give them a quick hammering now and again. Mm, absolutely. I do like the bus, Chris. I do like the darts. It's done, it's, it's done well, I think. The, the promotion of the darts has really upped its, upped its game in the last three or four years. Of course, they've got the Premier League darts now. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good anyway. So, but we're not here to talk about darts. We're here to talk about Speedway. And uh, like I said, it's great to see you, Chris. Um, as I said, new role on the BSPA or different role? Or, I mean, you're involved, you're a lot involved a lot more now uh, with the sport. Uh, yeah, I, I went on to the board um, just ahead of the pandemic. So, great timing for me. Um, so, it hasn't been easy, I have to say. But um, yeah, it does, it gives you, um, gives you another angle on things. And, um, you know, I've I've been like anybody in 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 kind of the position that I was in. Um, I've, I've knocked plenty of uh, what was management committee members. Um, the, the company changed to a, a limited company, and and so now it has a, a board of directors. But um, yeah, I've 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 knocked the guys running the sport in the past, as as a lot of people probably have. Um, and then you get you get on the on the board, and you have those uh, problems and those things to look at, and those decisions to make, and. You realise that it's not an easy job, to be honest, and it certainly wasn't made any easier by by dropping straight into a pandemic. But um, you know, we're we're through all that now. Looking forward to starting twenty two without the restrictions and without all the talk about it. So uh, we can, you know, in my opinion, I think we'll we'll be back to normal. Excellent, that's great. Well, of course, many moons ago. Well, I say many moons ago. That's unfair, Chris. I'm saying many moons. A few years ago, you were probably preparing for a season as a rider. Of course, back in the day. I mean, it seemed might seem a little way off now, but of course. Um, this must have been. This must be exciting time for riders. I mean, obviously, you very much know yourself. Um, what, what's the? I mean, I know the preps going on among the promoters. What prep do you do among the riders at this time of the season? Um, yeah, I mean, it depends what level you're at, really. Um, but certainly, uh, the 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 sports top stars will will be busy. Um, they'll be getting the people around them busy. Um, you know, their their focus will be on themselves and their training. But you know, they'll have people looking at. Um, 
obviously where they're riding they'll have people working on the, the travel which <clears throat> isn't as easy as it was three or four years ago obviously at the moment um that's that's sort of slowly returning to normal but they'll yeah they'll have people working on bikes making sure they've got kit in in uh, poland in sweden uh the uk wherever it is they're riding so it's you know for, for an individual rider at the highest level it's a, it's a massive business you know you, you're working on your grand prix uh, you're working on sponsors um so yeah they, they they really rely nowadays on a decent team of people around them to uh, help organize a lot of things um and then you know further further down the sort of scale you go the guys are pretty much looking after themselves um so yeah this time of year is is based around um looking after your sponsors trying to get some new sponsors building your bikes uh, making sure your, your fitness levels are there so uh yeah this this is probably um day to day the busiest time of year for, for speedway riders now, also a very fascinating question. I'm sure a lot of fans would like to know. So, when a Grand Prix rider, if a rider's riding Poland, I mean, you've done this, Poland, England, and Sweden, or whatever, and you book up, you've got to book your flights up, obviously. Now, do you book all your flights up for the season? Do you like book up, go on Ryanair and book like 40 flights? Or do you do them like a month at a time? Or you can't surely do a week at a time. Do you literally, do riders literally book up a mass of flights? Um, it's changed since my days, which you keep saying was long, long ago, um, <laughs> that long ago. But yeah, it, no, it has because um, particularly uh, for me and where I live, Stansted, um, since I retired, has really come into the field of play, which is a bit unfortunate for me because I spent most of my time going out of Heathrow, um, occasionally Luton, occasionally Gatwick, but mainly Heathrow. Um, but now with, with Stansted, um, most of the riders use Stansted most of the time. Um, and it's it's Ryanair, obviously. Other airlines are available. Yes. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I think I think they do. I think they book up um, the majority of their flights for the season. Um, they're so cheap that it's actually still cheaper to do it that way. And then if you don't take a flight, you don't take a flight. But um, yeah, so it, it is. You know, the logistics of, of racing in in say two or three leagues plus the Grand Prix is is massive. Mm. Um, it, it's a lot of work. I mean, fortunately, um, it's cheaper these days than it was back in my day. Probably. You know, if if you say my prime was the late nineties, I uh, you know I could I could spend three or four thousand pounds on flights in a week to get from here, there, and everywhere because that was the price of flying with uh, British Airways or Lufthansa or or some or SAS or someone like that. So, yeah, it, it's um they're travelling a lot and it's a lot of logistics. But I, I think with Stansted in particular and and the the cheaper airlines, it's got easier for them. At least you get you used to get a meal on the plane, Chris. I suppose that's one. That's one. Service is what they call it, yeah. Yes, wonder that's one little treat for them. Um, do you miss riding? Do you really miss riding? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. you know, I do. I miss the camaraderie, I miss obviously the, the competitiveness and, and the buzz you get from it. Um, I, I miss the, the preparation this time of year. You said, What are they up to? You know, this is a busy time of year, and I, I missed um working with other people with, with trainers to try and you know make sure you're at peak fitness at the right time um I, I miss sort of all all of the aspects but yeah the racing is the main thing i mean you know got a picture there with me and and uh, mark just ahead of me you know that we had some great races so you, you see something like that and it brings back a lot of memories mm, i think scott nichols in that picture as well three top brits um racing there you're, you're probably cutting up the inside of laramski on coming out the second bend at fox or i reckon or is that i don't know perhaps no, no, not on a way track but you're coming perhaps you're coming up the inside on somewhere i reckon yeah, that used to frustrate him. Um, you know, I'd, I'd tease him with the outside a little bit, but uh, 
he knew as soon as he went to cover that, I'd be up the inside. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, brilliant. Well, it's great. It's lovely, lovely to talk about the past, but let's look forward to the future because obviously it's a big season here, 2022, and the fans are. It has been the last couple of seasons have been a bit difficult. 2020, obviously, a complete write-off. And 21 was just trying to get through it, really, which, which everybody did, and, and very admirably. Um, this, this, it looks, it's all look, looking good to go now. Um, and, of course, with British Speedway, we, we're we delighted to have some riders back uh, in the in the, in the the country for, for top riders. Yeah, I, I, yeah, Pert Kilderman, Frick, and, of course, uh, Jason Doyle, who's coming. I mean, how great is it to have some of these riders coming back to British Speedway? It's superb. It, it, you know, we, we see it as a start. Um, uh, you, you know, you sort of named the main three um, the current or, or previous Grand Prix riders who have come back. We've retained um, a few as well of the younger top riders. Um, there he is, the man himself. So, yeah, I mean, you know, to be um, to be working with these guys and in our case and in particular, um, you know, 2017 champion, Jason Doyle is, is fabulous. I mean, I've always got on really well with Jason. We haven't worked together. Um, we have spoken about working together two or three times. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the right situation's just not been there. But easy guy to deal with is, is you know, black and white. It's um, it's great. It's, it's a privilege to be dealing with someone as professional as he is. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the deal was was relatively easy this year you know he made it straightforward and said look you, you know the situation um it, with regard to contract restrictions um you know it's reasonably well publicized that if you ride in the top league in poland you can only only do one other league um so he had to make a choice between uh sweden and and england and and you now he made it quite clear at the beginning that um sweden was a possibility but if ipswich in particular wanted him to ride in the uk um, then, then he felt he, he would be comfortable to do that. So, you know, we we done the deal um, quite quickly, really. But yeah, it's it's a big investment from the club's point of view. Um, but I know that we'll be getting one hundred percent from him. Um, you know, we made we made quite a big investment with Jason Crump last year. Different scenario altogether. Jason, you know, not at his prime, eight years out of the sport. Um, it was a gamble and, and one that nearly paid off, to be perfectly honest. So. Um, it, it was a shame it didn't because I, I, it would have been great to have seen, you know, Jason make a, a big success of, of his comeback, which, you know, he'd put everything in place to do that with his equipment, his professionalism. Um, he'd worked so hard on his fitness. So that injury was, was a real shame for him and, and, of course, for us. And, of course, you mentioned there about other riders. I mean, also got Max Fripp coming back, Peter Kilman. You actually said just then, you know, hopefully it'll be the first of many. I mean, was there others closer coming back this year in 2022? And can you see... Can you see other other riders coming back? Obviously, you can. Um, yeah, I can. Um, obviously, you know, a little bit depending on how things go for those guys this year. You know, they'll they'll be watching that. Um, they they, you know, it's a it's a fairly small circus that travels the world, so they'll all be talking. Um, but I, I can see a lot of riders coming back. I can see uh, some of the contract restrictions not not being lifted, but being eased a little. There, there's lots of talks around that. Um, and, and I think for the for the good of the sport and the strength of leagues all, all over Europe, um, that's going to be necessary. I, I think, you know, the steps that Poland took to retain all the top riders um, in the last couple of years, it probably isn't quite um, doing for them what they thought it would. So, uh, yeah, I can I can see us um, getting back our, our share of, of decent top riders and, and making our league, you know, again, as it should be and as it used to be, um, one of, if not the best in the world. And of course... Looking at the leagues this season, the championships have stayed fairly well the same with a good amount of clubs in. Um, the Premiership, obviously Ipswich are in and, and, and Peter Brookings Lynn. 
Wolves, Bellevue, um, you know, our Sheffield. Um, still only six teams, Chris. I mean, there's a lot of talk. There's hope going to be more. I mean, I'm sure fans, fans, the, the, the quality of the racing is not in question. But I suppose fans would say, be nice to see another club or two. I mean, how close? How close were we to a, to another club or two being in the Premiership this season? Very strong will for there to be more. Um, how close were we? Probably not that close, to be honest, because. You said, you know, the racing's not in question, that the product is good um, and it needs to be better and it needs to be a bigger league. Um, but if you do that um, and you do that too quickly, then um, you're going to lose lose the quality of that product. Um, and, you know, it's got to be sustainable for the clubs that do it as well. So it, it's it was really prudent that whilst, yes, six is not enough, it's not ideal, we're looking to grow it. Um you know, if you want to maintain crowds like the one you just show at Bellevue, um, you, you've got to do it in a sustainable way. So, would you? I mean, how many would you ideally like to see? Personally, how would we? How would... Personally, I, I think ten is a nice is a nice number. You know, we'd all like to see twenty of the uh, heady British League days. But um, you know, the world has changed. It's not just our sport; it's how people uh, tolerate things. And you know, we're a noisy sport. We like to be city based where we can be. And um, it's not easy. But, yeah, if we had two professional leagues of, of at least 10, um, I think everybody would be happy with that. Mm. And, of course, doubling up we, doubling up has probably caused some issues in as so much as team, there's, there's a lot of teams have the same riders, if you like, riders <coughs> doubling up. That probably means, are there just not enough riders to go around, Chris? What has to, what has to happen going forward? Um, or because I know you've been an outspoken person about doubling up, you know, it's, a, it's sort of a bit of an evil necessity at the moment, but what, what, how do you view it going forward? What, what's going to change or is it not going to change? Oh, it's got to change. No, no, absolutely no question that, that we've got to um, do all we can to phase it out and, and do that as quickly as possible. It, it isn't going to be fixed overnight. It can't be. Um, as you said, you know, teams sort of share riders. It's, it's more, you say oh, a lot of teams have got the same riders. Well, it's not the teams, obviously the leagues have, um, and, you know, right now we, we as a premiership, are obviously, you know, this year in particular, considerably stronger than the championship. But that hasn't been the case the last few years. We've, we've been far too similar in many ways. So, um, yeah, there's, there's there's nobody within the sport, whether it's um, the promotions, the, the board of directors, um, the fans, nobody wants to, to, you know, retain doubling up at the level it is. So, we are we are working actively to do everything we can to to um, phase that out. It, it, you know, it's going to come with the riders that enter the country for the first time not being able to double up and, and things like that. So I think you, you probably won't see a noticeable difference for five or six years. But I'd like to say, you know, shortly after that, um, it will it will be there maybe just as a tool for what it's needed to be to help British youngsters only, which, to be fair, 20 odd years ago when it started, that's exactly what it started for. Mm. Very positive news, though, Chris. Oxford. I mean, it's great to see Oxford back. Last time I was at Oxford, I think Robert Muscowiak was flying over the uh, the safety fence at Foxhall. Yeah, there's a great picture of that. Can you pull that now? I, I, I don't know. Unfortunately, <laughs> I haven't got that picture. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know why. I'll have to try and find it. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it was a picture of Muscowiak flying over the fence at, at Cowley. Um, but no, seriously, great to great to have Oxford Oxford Speedway back. Um, I mean, it's and it's. You know, as fans, we often talk about clubs we'd like to see back and tracks we'd like to see, and it never really happens. This is really quite a special thing that a, a track has sat there dormant for so many years, and it has come, it's now back with us, which is fantastic. 
Yeah, it just takes the right set of circumstances and um, the right people wanting to do the right things. Um, and, and it can happen. And, you know, Oxford is is massive, I think. Um, it's situated so well. I mean, as a, as a stadium, it's right by housing estates. Um, it, it's it's great. And, and I don't know why it's taken this long, you know, for someone in the area to, to decide, look, we need to do something about this. But uh, it's happened. Um, you know, the team's not led by Nielsen, Wig, Cox. Um, but... Uh, hopefully they can get back to those days. That's some good teams there, didn't they, Chris? Oh yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a tough place to go. Not not just because they had decent teams, but the, it, you know, it was a tough little track to to work out, particularly in uh, Hans Nielsen's days when he insisted on the track being very grippy. You know, a little bit like Ipswich over the years has been for opposition, a little too grippy. But um, yeah, it was it was a tough place to go. Was it? Was it a track you liked? Um, I, I was sort of indifferent there. Um, it wasn't the track I liked every time I went, but um, I, I did enjoy it on some occasions and, and I had some tough meetings on on others. Um, the latter part before it um, disappeared, it, it did, or certainly before it left the top flight, it had got quite rough, which um, I didn't enjoy quite so much. But um, no, when it was in good condition, it was a good, fun racetrack. And, and you know, they've made uh, changes to it for, for this time around. They've made it slightly wider um uh, it looks in great shape so i think it's going to be good fun track for riders and when the track's fun uh, the racing's normally top notch so um you know i wish them every success and, and i think it'll be good while we're on the subject of old tracks of course there's been a lot in the press still about coventry um brandon and of course it's, uh, um, the pictures we see out of brandon i know jeff davis doing fantastic work there trying to keep us um up to up to speed and keeping the pressure on what's going on there. it's a terrible shame isn't it chris i mean what a what a place that was. Wouldn't it be wonderful if Coventry could come back one day? I mean, Ox people probably thought Oxford would never see the light of day again. Yeah. So I know there's probably a few different circumstances with, with, with Brandon, but, you know, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I mean, as, as a um, member of the board with BSPL, you know, we, we keep a close eye on it. And we get involved when we're asked to and, and when we can. Um, we make representation to, to government on, on various things and, and Coventry being one of them. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, because we're sort of, we can see in, in the background and see who's doing what, there's so much passion, not just from the group um, that are sort of leading the way in trying to bring Speedway um, and other sports back to Brandon, but the local area, the local politicians, um, it, it, you know, I, I know it sort of comes down to one company that, that, that don't want it to be a sports stadium anymore for their reasons, um, but there is so much passion for the sport to come back to Coventry that uh, it's hard for me to really grasp how things haven't moved and, and moved quite quickly to do that. But it's it's a, it's a tough old game. And um, yeah, they're, they're not going to give up. You know, they're, they're going to be there um, pushing to, to bring the sport back to Brandon. Because we talked about new tracks. And of course, we did we did show this picture just, just earlier on of, of, of Bellevue. Um, I mean, what a what an absolute joy that has been um what a track what a what, what's what meetings has been of course with the with great britain last season of course there with, with um i mean just what it's been it's been a huge boost for the sport bellevue hasn't it yeah i mean you know it's the national speedway stadium so um it's something that we're very very proud of um as a sport in this country it's it's absolutely fabulous um i i get a buzz going there every time i go there i know i'm going to see some great racing yeah um you know it's it's a track that um I would love to have raced um, like everybody, you know, you'll enjoy riding it. You won't always enjoy trying to win on it because <laughs> there's nowhere to hide. You know, if you're not quick enough, they're going to go past you, particularly 
when it comes down to team events and the home riders that know the track so well. So, um, yeah, it, they just got it got it right. Um, the, the current uh, promotion there have, have done everything right to, to sort of stabilise it because obviously it had an extremely rocky first year or two. But um, no, it, it's a great place. We're, we're very, very proud of it as our, as our National Speedway Stadium. Um, you know, we put the British final there. It's... it's um, I had Speedway World Cup there, obviously, Speedway Nations, I should say. Um, and the scenes last year, you know, for that win um, up in Manchester were, were fabulous. So memories being built there already and, and the stadium's, you know, not that old, really. Now, of course, I have to ask how how you would have got on round there, you see, Chris. I, you, you quite like the big tracks, didn't you? I mean, although you're a very good small track, big tracks didn't phase you, did you? Would you would you love to be pelting around there? Oh yeah, I mean, uh, no question. I would have loved to have been racing around there. Where whether I would have been winning races, I, I don't know. But um, I would have certainly enjoyed trying. Um, <laughs> as I said, nowhere to hide on it. That's what makes it fabulous. That's what makes it. You know, you got four riders sitting behind the tapes, <clears throat> and and in reality, you 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 can't really say who's going to win a race. That's that's no. what makes it so special. So um, <clears throat> yes, I'd have enjoyed it. Would I have won? I hope so, but I I don't know. And finally, a little, so a little blast, a little final bit set on this little blast from the past segment, Chris. I've managed to find the picture of Muscowiec flying over the fence at Oxford. Um, this is a great photograph that was captured by Steve Waller. This was back at Cowley. Multitasking. I, I didn't think men could do oh, that. I, oh, do you That's know what? I've, I've, you, you have no idea. I've even made myself a cup of tea while we've been going on here. I know it's incredible. You, I've been in the kitchen no, right. back. <laughs> um 2005, I think the date is. I might be wrong, but Mr. Mr. Waller's usually good with these dates. But have a look at this, people. This is Robert Muscowick riding for Ipswich at Cowley back in the day. And he took a bit of a tumble and ended up there. Mm, he's making his own way to the ambulance. Robert was very efficient. Um, yeah, he just, I think the background of the crash was he, he uh, Billy Hamill lost a chain, I think. And uh, Robert just hit the back of his bike, straightened him up. Um, and as you can see, hit the fence head on and, uh, yeah, made, made his way to the safety of the ambulance very quickly. <laughs> Great credit to Steve Waller. Steve Waller always on the ball with stuff like that. Now, the, of course, the thing of that story is, Chris, he went out in the rerun, didn't he, Muscowick? He did. And there, there's actually a story to that, which I probably shouldn't tell. And things have changed quite a bit since then. But <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, I think it was a TV meeting, as I remember. And um, I wasn't uh, racing. Uh, but I, I was, I don't think I was racing, but I, I was there in his, in his pit bay and, and he was getting himself sorted, ready to go out for the rerun, but not, not being excluded. I think Billy Hamill was excluded. And uh, he, uh, he was putting his goggles on and I looked at him and I said, mate, you need to put your helmet on first. <laughs> well, he had a fair old whack on the head, but he went out and won the rerun. He wouldn't have got out in the rerun nowadays. He'd, he'd have been stopped um, before he got that far, but yeah, it was hilarious. He uh, he was looking at me with his goggles on and no crash helmet. So, um, <laughs> not ideal. Fantastic. Well, great, great. The Oxford are back. There's a, a, little, a little few words there. So, that's great. They're back. They'll enjoy their speedway this year in the championship. I'm sure it's um, got some great riders there. I think Scott Nichols is leading the, leading the charge down there. And our own Troy Batcher. I think Cameron Heaps as well. So, um, yeah, lots going on there, which is great. Um, right. It, th thanks. 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 I hope you're enjoying listening to us chat with Chris Louie here. Um, on the Speedway podcast. I mean, ahead of the 2022 season, which starts middle of March, I suppose, Chris. Is, uh, is it Ben Fun meeting one of the first ones? I, I don't have the fixtures in front. I mean, I can't multitask that much. I've done enough. Um, yeah, you're going to ask me for dates. I don't know. I think the first meeting of the year is uh, testimonial um, 
for Josh Orty, and then you've got Lewis Kurz up at Kings Lynn, which will be a great day, um, particularly for, for local fans, obviously. Um, <clears throat> and then you've got the Ben Fund there, yeah, which is um, which is mid mid March anyway. And um, at Foxhall, we get going on the thirty first of March. There's actually four. There's actually three testimonials in the Pete and Craven Memorial. Saturday, yeah. March nineteenth, Josh Orty's testimonial at Scunthorpe. Yeah. The twentieth is Lewis's. Lewis Kerr's. Hope Ipswich fans will go and support Lewis. A lovely top man, Lewis is. Well, they all yeah, are, yeah, yeah, great, great guy. Obviously, he's, he's been a whip, so people should get up there and uh, give that a look. Got the Time Tees Trophy at Redcar. Todd Kurtz is testimonial as well. Um, right. And as you yeah. say, um, Ben Fun Bonanza's at Peterborough. Um, that's at, on the 27th. The first competitive match, I'm multitasking well here, Chris. Bellevue yeah. v Sheffield in the League Cup. Um, at Wolverhampton, I got a, against the Birmingham's Brummy Select in a challenge, which seems interesting. Um, Biani Pedersen's farewell at Paul is another coming up. And of course, um, well, the Witches, um, the Witches start on March 31st, home to Kings Lynn. Uh, you must be looking forward to that, Chris. Nice, juicy one to start. Yeah, yeah. The um, yeah, I am looking forward to it. You know, the League Cup's a good way, I think, for for the teams to start. And uh we, we want to start positively because you know, positivity just breeds that confidence that that we need. You know, it's a in terms of um, the amount of teams, obviously only being six in, in the league, um, you need a strong start. You can't afford to sort of be playing catch-up because you don't have that that number of fixtures to, to catch up in. So looking looking to hit the ground running, looking for everybody to settle into the track very, very quickly. Um, <clears throat> and just a positive start, really. It'd be nice to make that League Cup final um, at the end of April. It's not. It's, it's it's nice to have Kingsley back in the league, or us being the same league as Kingsley. But bizarrely, when Ipswich dropped down to the, I say dropped down. I know you like to say we moved across, but I'll say dropped down. Um, that's my journalistic license. You leave leave that with me. Um, to the championship, um, Kingsley went the other way, which was bizarre. The, the, the it was, I always felt at the time. I know the reasons Kingsley had their reasons. Of course, they did they, obviously, but it was just such a shame that um, we missed out on so many big meets. But we're all back together now. Ipswich versus Kingsley still has that little edge, doesn't it? It's even after all these years, of course, you rode in many, but going back to the, the 70s, you know, but still here we are in 2022 and it still has that Derby feel. Yeah, it does. Um, <clears throat> you know, that that obviously um, works best when you're when you're both competitive sides and, and you're both looking to be top dog or you're both looking to be in the playoffs or, or whatever it is. But there's just something about Ipswich Kings Lynn. Um, I don't know. It, I'm guessing it's the Suffolk Norfolk thing, you know, Ipswich Norwich, but... It has the edge. I mean, we've had some real ding-dongs over many years um, with Peterborough, um, but it's still not quite at the same level as Ipswich Kings Lynn. You, you, you just can't help it. And uh, someone posted way back in the day, and it was it was way back, um, some footage of uh, something that um, I think Mike Liggins did for, for a programme on BBC Two, I guess it was. But um, And we were at Kings Lynn and... Uh, and the, the cameras were following us at Ipswich and Kings Lynn and um, Buster was, Keith Chapman was running around the, the pits, uh, wanting engines measured and all sorts of things. Going <laughs> on. It just brought back so many memories because that's how it was. You know, that wasn't a one-off. It, it was one one of the bigger ones, but it wasn't a one-off. It, they, they were so passionate at those meetings. They really were. 
Yeah, they're great, great crowds. And I said that then that was great last last season. Of course, Ipswich won twice at Kings Lynn and Kings won at Vauxhall. So um, <laughs> there was some great, some decent crowds, and there was it was a good atmosphere. I've enjoyed, I enjoyed all of them. Of course, Richie Richie Hawkins, Ipswich team manager, uh, very kindly set set the ball rolling with his "Everybody will win at Kings Lynn" comment before the start of the season. Um, which, which you can rely on Richie. Yeah, very good, man. Perfect. Well, to be very followed up with a four-point victory, so I don't, no, I don't think we're yeah. criticising. It's no good um, if you don't win at home, though. Yeah, well, thought, yeah, Kings in came and, and, and tucked it to each other about Foxall, so a couple of couple of great meetings there. But um, there were some good meetings there, as, and as you say, so the season's up and running. Uh, the, the League Cup's obviously been brought in this year, Chris. Um, I suppose they have some extra fixtures, and of course, a chance for a bit of silverware. I have to talk about Ipswich and silverware, because um, it just hasn't been arriving, unfortunately, for many years now. Uh, Should have been should have beaten Peterborough in the knockout cup. Very unfortunate that a few years ago when Danny was injured, I think Ipswich would have won the knockout cup that season. So we wouldn't be having this conversation, but obviously getting, you know, it's, it's to be so nice, wouldn't it? To, to, to have some success. Yeah, it would. Um, obviously this year, the league cup is the, um, is our first chance to do that. So yeah, hundred percent taking it deadly serious. You know, we, we want to start, start the year, as I said, very positively. So um, yeah, it's been too long, you know, I mean, serious, um, Silverware, I guess, 98 um, was the last time. Obviously, couldn't have been better when we took all three. But um, we, we've we've got to get back to those days. I mean, it was, it was a fairy tale to come back in 2019 to the top flight and, and make the final. But, you know, Swindon were, were too, too good for us then. Um, and, you know, but look, we've got their spearhead this year, along with a, a great middle order, great bunch of lads. Um, you know, uh, people will, will look at, sort of Troy and say, you know, oh, well, he had a terrible year last year. But in, in terms of seasons, it was only two seasons ago that that he, um, you know, he he was second in the averages along with Jason um, leading Swindon to the title. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, a change to, to Ipswich for, for Troy and, and more, probably more importantly, being back with Jason, uh, who are good mates, I, I think uh, we'll, we'll see the best of him again this year. So, um, yeah, that, that's not putting pressure on him. There is no pressure if if he takes time to ride into it. Fine, but I I I, th- I can see us having as good a spearhead with with Danny uh, in particular, Danny Jason, uh, Troy as, as any club's going to have. We'll have a look at the Ipswich team a bit more closely in a minute, uh, Chris. Um, but like, as you say, um, it has been a little while. Um, one other little event that's been brought in this season um, before we like say we look more at the Witches just on its own is the Premiership pairs. Um, now. That, Potentially sounds great fun. Every track, I think it's a, a, a six rounds, I assume, every track. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to ask you what the points system is for it, unless you know off the top of your head. Um, do you just, or do you just add it all up as you go along? I don't know. But it, it sounds fun. I mean, it sounds a, a really interesting, it has potential to be very interesting and, and fun competition. Yeah, it, it's um, it's scored just along the lines of like a Grand Prix system. Um, I, I actually can't remember the top of my head the exact scoring, but it's, it's something like 15, 12, 10, yeah. 9, 8, whatever. Um, and yes, it's, it's every club gets a round. Um, so every every team obviously gets their home round. It's your top um, two, two of your riders from your top three um, that you you can pick. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it. You know, it's it's six six meetings with um, the twelve top guys in in the league, and with the guys that we've brought back this year. There's there's some very competitive looking lineups. So. Um, and, you know, and each pairing has that slight advantage when they're at home. So that's yeah. that's good. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a great addition to, to the Premiership. I mean, you're right. And I think, as you say, hopefully 
if, if all the riders could be there, or top riders, obviously there's going to be an occasion where a top rider isn't there, where, but hopefully most of the time, chance for decent decent crowds and, and a really strong competition because there's some good, there's some good top pairings in the in, in in every side. Yeah, and and um, one important thing that I didn't mention then is the um, every team will also have their rising star as their reserve. Um, who will get a ride as well, uh, a bit like Speedway Nations. So, okay. um, and, and it's just, it, you know, it gives them six meetings where they're they're there with the guys that they look up to in their teams, um, quite rightly, that, you know, the top riders, they'll be learning all the time. They'll have time in those meetings to watch how their, their pit crews work and how the riders work and what they get up to. So, um, you know, it's also serving sort of another purpose to, to help, uh, you know, the Premiership um, retaining the Rising Star programme, which which we thought as a league was hugely important. You know, we need to bring on more talent and more quickly. You know, we, we've got the likes of of uh, Tom Brennan and, and Drew and Anders and and guys like that. Uh, young Daniel as well, who who I rate highly, obviously coming into our team as number eight. So, um, but we need to work with those guys and every, every opportunity we can see to do that, we, we will do it. Brilliant. Lovely to talk to you, Chris, about all this. And of course, for Ipswich fans, they'll want to hear your thoughts on the Ipswich 2022 team, a little bit of thoughts behind how it was put together. Um, there's no doubt what the headline is. I'm, I mean, I was very excited when I heard the news. Uh, I knew it would be a great heading for us in the paper and the newspaper and on our la- online because, you know, that the signing of a, of a former world champion, Jason Crump signing a couple of seasons ago was fantastic. Um, but this guy's won it a lot in more recent times. You've mentioned him a little bit. Um, when did you go for Jason Doyle? Um, at the beginning of, of sort of the, the team thinking, really. I mean, you know, every club starts to think about their team for the following season during the season that they're in. I mean, with our season sort of going the way it was, I, I guess we started our planning maybe, maybe earlier than some. So um, it, it was fairly early on that we, we said, look, you know, um, we haven't had uh, a, a sort of a point scoring out and out number one um for a long long while and um we need to start with that and and we will do what what we can you know with the team uh from jason down so so the, the thought was there um way back you know I, I would say sort of um september october the thought was there and um we got talking with him um as i said you know there was there was a lot of consideration to be made from his side our side and and everything but um once we we set the ball rolling, it, it was done quite quickly. So, yeah, but very early on, we 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 set out our stance um, that we would start at the top. We would go for an out and out number one. And you know, in terms of his pedigree, in terms of of his his um, role of honour, and 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 you know where he's at. If you if you look at his in particular, he's he's scoring in other leagues. Um, you know, I think we've got the strongest number one in the league this year. So, um, it. it yeah, we set out to do that, and then we 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 did what we could from there down. We'll talk about talk about a man who is obviously back um, again for an upteenth season. Is is Danny King? Danny, of course, um, Ipswich through and through, um, team captain, um, and and a guy who you know I know you've got so much time for um, leaves it all on the track, doesn't he? And um, actually had a really really good season last season, Danny. I mean, I think people forget that. I mean, it was a fantastic. He didn't just. You know, he wasn't he's just his usual combative self what he always is. But yeah, he, he scored a lot of points. Very consistent last season, Danny King. Perhaps coming into some, almost some, some of the best form of his career. That's a strange thing to say because, he's you know, he's the other side of 30. But he's he's looking as good as, as I've seen. Last year looked as good as I've seen him for many years. Um, yeah, I don't know about the best form of his career, but heading back to where 
where he should be, <laughs> no, no yeah. doubt. I mean, you know, that injury, his arm injury a few years ago, um, did did literally take a couple of years um, to get over from a physical point of view. You know, he, he didn't have um, great mobility and strength in it, but that has improved, um, you know, with every race that he's done over the last couple of years. And last year, I, I think, was the first time in his head he felt, actually, yeah, I, I am fully fit. I'm, I'm ready to go. And he was yeah, just Danny. He was racing for every point, racing every lap. Um, and yeah, I was glad to see him sort of turn the corner and get back to something like his, his sort of true form. And I think he'll push on again from that this year. Mm-hmm. I, I think he'll relish the thought of, of pushing Jason in particular for, for the number one spot. Um, um, I think, you know, Troy will get embroiled in, in that competitiveness. You know, hopefully we'll see a competitiveness in our team at the top. Um, something like we did, you know, with Thomas and Tony and myself sort of mm. back in, in the late late 90s. You know, if you get that, it pushes everyone on and drags the whole team along. You mentioned Troy Batchel already, of course. Um, and, and Troy would be the first to admit he didn't have a great season last season after starting with a, with a really high average and it coming down. Um, but as you did mention, of course, along with Jason Dorn two or three seasons ago, they were first and second in the averages in the, in the premiership. They weren't just a heat leader duo of, of Swindon that won the title and thrashed it, which that season, unfortunately, in the final. Um, I mean, the talent is there, isn't it? It'll be, it'll be you know, a, a talent is there for Batch. Yeah, you, you you don't go from that sort of ability to, to where he sort of was last year at, at Sheffield um, and forget how to ride ride your bike. There's no, no question that the ability 100% is still there. He just needs to get his head around things. Um, you know, he's he's... he's got a young family and 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 things over the last couple of years have changed for him um he, he did have an injury um but yeah I, I think everything's aligning for him again you know there's no question he's he's a character you know he's marmite some people love him some people hate him that's characters that's sport that's what's what you need um again someone that i've always got on fine with and, and i'm going to enjoy working with him I'm, I'm you know and i know rich he is um so he, he'll fit in absolutely fine no problem at all. And like I said, the, 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 the sort of, you know, Jason's got a target on his back. Everybody's going to want, want to, to be um, as fast as, as him. And uh, I, I think it's going to drag everyone along. I mean, you know, you talk about Troy coming in, um, had a bad year last year. Well, so did Eric, so did Cam. Um, Cam less so. Cam was very unfortunate. I think he would have sort of got himself going um, had we have had the time to let him do so. And, and ordinarily we would have done, but um, having those three injuries in the space of a week, we had to do something, and and he was a victim of that. Um, but um, you know, I, I personally think there's many reasons. We've had long chats uh, with all three of them about their form last season, and let's face it, we couldn't have built this team within the points limit given uh, anywhere near if they'd have all had uh, normal seasons and ridden to their normal ability. So mm. all we need to do is is get them back to that quickly, and and actually we're a strong side. And you mentioned Eric Risk, because Eric, um, Eric's had some cracking meetings around Foxhall. I mean, whenever he came to Foxhall last season, last couple of seasons, he's he's always won races. Um, so a little bit of a left field signing, if you like. Probably no one really saw it, but if you knew, if you did your homework on riders who love Foxhall, this man loved Foxhall, and he's exciting. He's exciting to watch when he's riding at his best. There's there's not many people that have graced um, the Premiership in the last few years that is exciting to, to just watch his bike. He's, he's a bit like sort of in a way, a bit like Nico Cavati, where he, you can actually enjoy just watching him ride around on his own without, without him having to race anybody. But 
he's a natural born racer. He likes to get stuck in. Um, his head certainly wasn't right last year, but um, again, long conversations with him. I'm so much confidence that he will hit the ground running. He's already stated how much he loves Ipswich and he's looking forward to coming here every week. Um, you know, from a track perspective, he hasn't worked with us as management or, or many of the other guys, but um, you know, we've had to get together on zoom as everybody does these days. And uh, already you can tell that, you know, the, the, the team will gel quickly. They, they're all comfortable in each other's company and it's not going to be a problem. Now at reserve this season, Ipswich, Ipswich could be quite strong throughout. I mean, Paul Stark, who's, who's the senior reserve, if you like, um, he won't want to be there all season. Um, and, and Stark, he had a great, I remember at Sheffield last season, he's, I think it was heat eight ride where he passed both Sheffield rides one after the other, set up the opportunity for Ipswich to actually gain a point that night. And he seemed to progress from that. Um, and he was, again, someone probably didn't think was going to join Ipswich, but suddenly, you know, he's come along and you obviously be really impressed with him and, and probably one of the first to sign up this season, Chris. Uh, yeah, his, his, you know, position was never in doubt this year. Obviously it's a numbers game and, um, you know, something could have happened that, that meant that, that he didn't fit in, but we, we, we put him down on, on the first team sheet, no, no question. Um, he's someone that, uh, to be honest, I've spoken to so many times. We've even had, um, you know, contracts signed and then something's changed and we haven't been able to, to do the deal, um, whether that be pre-season or whether that be during the season. So it's not the first time that we've we've tried to get him into the side. And, um, you know, I, I was, when, when we had to make changes, I, I was adamant that he was one of the right guys if not for last year to, to get involved with and, and having the side um obviously retains that place this year because of his out and out 100 effort i think the fans appreciated what he did on track and um just a, just a great guy to have in the team you know anybody that that wears the witch with pride goes out gives 100 in every race is is, is going to fit excellent now we've still got a young, a very young rider at number seven. Last year, of course, you went with Drew Kemp and and Anders Rowe, who Anders has obviously stand with us this year as a rising star. Um, I mean, a little bit about Drew going. So obviously, an Ipswich man, a little lad through and through. Um, didn't always quite work out for him last year. His talent is not in question, of course. He's a very talented boy. He's a he's an Ipswich asset, of course. Um, so I suppose the future for Drew, in your eyes, is you want him back here at Foxall in some shape or form soon. Or one day, obviously. He moved on to Wolves this year, Chris. Um, good move for him. And you've retained Anders, bro. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, to answer your question, we, we see his future at Ipswich 100%. No, no question whatsoever. Um, you know, he he struggled last year, um, particularly at Ipswich. But, you know, Speedway's a mental game. And um, I, I think the pressures of being, um, you know, the young kid on the block at his home, home track um, where he lives uh, just just sort of weighed a bit too heavily on his shoulders so you know we looked at the whole situation and said right you know th this is an opportunity for you to to go away uh, lose those shackles uh, find your feet get some confidence working with someone like Pete Adams at, at Wolverhampton a professionally run club um, Pete knows how to work with all sorts of characters he's, he's worked with them over the years from from top to bottom so I, I couldn't see a better fit for him I mean you know, the downside to that is I'm absolutely convinced he'll have a great season and, and make Wolverhampton very strong. But, yeah. you know, that happens whenever a rider leaves your club and goes to another one. So, um, yeah, for him personally and, and for us as a club, um, it's all positive, I think. And, you know, if Drew's away one or two seasons, it's not going to do any harm. I wouldn't want it to be longer than that. Yeah. And Anders, good chance for him again to kick on. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, Anders came in, hit the ground running last year. Um, I think he top scored in his in, in his first two meetings for us, and um, really sort of opened a few eyes up and down the country. So, uh, yeah, it, you know, it's a chance for us to to continue working with him. Um, he's maturing. He's he's you know, again, he's a young lad who's who's got a lot to to learn, but. Um, I, I can see him really pushing on this year. You know, last year was was fabulous for him. And um, this year, uh, you know, he, I think he learned a lot from the likes of Jason Crump last year, Danny, obviously. Um, and this year he's, he's got, as you said, a recent world champion in Jason Doyle and, and top professional rider to to look up to and work with. So, which he would have been doing at Swindon um, had they still been yeah. here in 2020. So, um, so, yeah, you know, this is a great opportunity for the young man to to, to push on some more. He's going to come under pressure, though, from young Daniel. Daniel Hume, of course, the number eight. Yeah, absolutely, because he's he's not, he's not there to make the numbers up, is he? hundred percent not. No, um, you know, I had long chats with Daniel about uh, signing for us as number eight, and you know, he's not a forgotten sort of member of the side. He, he's an integral member of the side. We'll we'll be getting him um, involved and at meetings as much as we can, um, and of course, if there's a need to to use him, um, he'll go straight in. How much should it mean to you if Ipswich Witches won the title this year? Uh, everything. <laughs> I wanted to happen since '98. Um, both obviously then as a rider, and, and ever since I took over the, the club, sort of back in 2010 solely. Um, my my drive and ambition is is that we we win, whether it's been in the in the championship or, or the premiership. Um, came close in the championship. Uh, it came close in the premiership. So uh, we we've got to go one better now. Mm, absolutely um chris before we let you go so just a couple of things about the sport in general i mean speedway in general how do you how do you feel how do you feel about it it's had a tough couple of years um unlike many sports who got bailed out with all sorts of finances speedway didn't quite get all that sort of financial help during the pandemic um it's been tough um but the green shoots chris i mean you've got to always look for them there's always no point in, in planning and, and in doing and doing what what you do um not just at ipswich but at the sport in general um what are the you know you what are the positive things that you see from the sport from, from Oxford starting up to, to, to young riders, I suppose? Yeah, no, no question that, you know, with the pandemic, it, it hit us hard as a sport. As you say, other sports got got grants and things. You know, we, we had a few offers of, of loans and stuff, but it just moves the problem down the road. And, and um, so, you know, there weren't really any clubs taking advantage of that. But um yeah, it's it's been tough, but there are, as you say, there there are green shoots um, springing up all over the place. Um, in terms of the the sport, uh, to see the likes of of Kilderman and Frick and, and Jason coming back, and and I believe more to follow in the next couple of years, um, that's fantastic because that's for, for the top league. It's fantastic. It's where it needs to be. Um, to have the likes of of Oxford um, coming back. Lots of talk about there being speedway at Bradford, which you know isn't off the table, but a very very difficult place to put speedway back into for very many logistical reasons. But um, I, I still think it will happen one day. So so that you know that's that ball has started to roll. Um, yeah, there, there there are there are you know the 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 Premiership retaining Rising Star program and looking how we can advance it um, behind the scenes away from the actual competitive racing, um, working with these young guys much more closely and intensely um like there, there's a lot being put in place some of it you see some of it you don't but but i'm, I'm confident the sport's got a decent future brilliant well thanks very much chris i know you can do a lot of track bit more track work again this year or a little a little a love of yours just getting the old track just um just to sort out at fox a bit more it's changed a lot over the last few years so i know that you're going back up there 
um, sometime this week? Yeah, it's the stage that allows the guys to entertain the fans, and that's that's you know what it's all about is entertainment. Um, winning is a bonus on top of that. So, um, yeah, it's it's come on good actually. Since two thousand and ten, we we made we've made three three times we've made different changes to the track, and we've never one thing we've never addressed completely and got right was is the the canvas the banking, um, which is is uh, we've completed turns three and four we're now in the process of completing turns one and two and you know then then the track is where it is that that's as much as can be done within what we've got to work with at Foxhall so um I think it will be you know for this year will be in the best condition it's been for a long while so uh, that can only add to the entertainment and the racing so looking forward to that mm, I think do you need a hand I mean would you like someone like myself I've got my wellies, wellies and stuff and the spade and always need a hand get yourself down there well, thank you very much, Chris. Well, that's what that's an offer. I can make the tea if nothing else. Um, um, that 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 would be a great help, I imagine. Um, it would, yeah. Keep keeps everyone going. Cup of tea. Brilliant. I'll be down there, Chris. Thanks ever so much for your time. Um, I hope everyone's enjoyed listening to Chris Lee um, talk about Speed Speedway uh, 2022. Of course, the season starts next month. Uh, very exciting um, for Ipswich fans and all Speedway fans, Chris. Thank you for your time. Good luck with everything on the BSPA, and uh, and hopefully, uh, yeah, more tracks are open, open up. Will just be what the what the doctor ordered. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to getting going now. Thanks, Chris. Cheers, Mike. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. More great podcasts from Archon. Head to audioboom.com/channel/archon. Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.